Welcome to Showbuzz Sports, your one-stop shop for all things sports. I'm Michael Owen. As always, we have Peyton McCowan and Cameron Turner. And today's special guest, back again, Jordan Campbell. How's it going? Going well, gentlemen. I'm glad that you decided to bring me back. I was worried about my last performance, man. It was great. I got benched or not. <laughs> We've been lo- running low on the podcast, man. Yeah, sorry about the lack of episodes recently. Just started back school, had a pretty pretty busy schedule going, but we have a lot for you today. And as always, you can follow us on Twitter at ShowBuzzSports1. We have a lot of activities going on there. Um, coming off of a radio appearance on Applebee's Tailgate Talk, what'd you think about that, guys? It's fun. Enjoy it. Enjoy it. I talked to Roger Maris Jr. It's pretty cool. Um, and I'm pretty sure you can catch the highlights for that over on their Twitter. I think I believe it is Tailgate Talk Alabama. AL abbreviation. <laughs> and also same same um, station, um, different Twitter handle. You can also follow them at WKAC Sports. But if they're listening, um, thank you to you guys for having us on again. It was a great time. Before we get things started, how how, how pumped is it now that football started? I mean, oh. I'm 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 pumped for this season. Christmas. It's Christmas, baby. Yeah, it is. I mean, it's hitting you from all ways. You get it from the high school level, the college level, and now the professional level. Exactly. And I love the way that it eases you into it because high school starts first, college the next weekend, and then that third weekend, you got them all hitting you at the same time. I mean, it's it's perfect, man. I, you know, who cares about Christmas? It's This is it right here. This is what it's all about. <laughs> but uh, today on the menu, we got a bunch of NFL, including the Monday Night Football that's going on as we speak. Um... A lot of things in college, getting into the games this week, preview, previewing the games this coming weekend and games last weekend, so we'll get started. With and we'll it. be starting a new segment every week where me, Michael, and Peyton will be picking games, preview, and giving you the spread for those games before, so be on the lookout for that as well. Yeah. So uh, getting into the NFL first, uh, starting with the Buccaneers upsetting the New Orleans Saints this weekend, I'm a Kansas big Buccaneers fan. A little surprising to me. Fitzmagic. I was not expecting Buccaneers to, I know. to put it on the Saints. I know. Being a being a big Bucks fan, I grew up in Tampa, grew up in the 2002 Super Bowl team. I honestly have not seen that stadium jumping since <laughs> that 2002 season like it was. Um, Fitzpatrick and the Buccaneers, I mean, they broke the single game scoring record in Buccaneers history that day. Um, I honestly think if you're Jameis Winston, you look at that game and you're kind of worried now. I mean, the... <laughs> Maybe if he, if he puts it on on the next he put, cu- couple games. The way he was clicking with Deshaun Jackson, or like the whole team was clicking. I mean, Sean Jackson was playing well. Mike Evans was playing well. I mean, Fitzpatrick was playing well. I mean, it, it looked good Buccaneers-wise. But still, I mean, I think Jameis Winston can do still, do still play on that team. I think we're looking good either way. I still see us as a mediocre team, but a lot better than I thought we were going to be. You take a look at the receiving leaders from week one in the NFL. It starts off Michael Thomas. He had 180 yards, a great game. Julio Jones, 169 yards, tied with Tyreek Hill. But your number four and five guys in yards received are Mike Evans and Deshaun Jackson. Well, those two guys are on the same team. You know, looking at it from the James Winston standpoint, I really don't think he's worried, and here's why. If you look at Ryan Fitzpatrick's career, it's been exactly this. He goes somewhere, he's the backup, the starting quarterback goes down with injury or he's suspended. Fitzpatrick comes in, plays fantastic for a season, and you got him on the cheap. He gets the big-time contract to be the starting quarterback somewhere, and he sucks. And then he ends up being the backup quarterback. The exact same thing happens. If you're Jamez Winston, look, Jamez is an idiot. 
at some things. He doesn't think through some things, but he also has a college education and knows, hey, look, this is just, I'm the guy here. I'm not going anywhere. It was great to see Ryan Fitzpatrick go out there and throw for 417 yards against a Saints defense that a couple years ago wasn't really good. Last year was okay. Saints mm-hmm. was, they, their defense was okay last year. So that is a good sign if you're a Tampa Bay fan. Maybe I would be more worried about this from the Saints standpoint than the Bucks being pumped up about Fitzpatrick. Enjoy your moment because it was fancy. It, it was great to watch, but don't fit into it too much. It's still Jamez's team, and when he comes off of the suspension, he's going to be the guy. How long do you think they give Winston a chance to turn that team around before they go draft or trade for another quarterback? As long as Marcus Mariota is starting in Tennessee, I think Jamez Winston will start in Tampa Bay. Now, that doesn't mean that the two directly correlate, but you got the first overall pick and the second overall pick from the same draft. To me, I'm a Titans fan. This is Mariota's last year, in my mind, before they need to look somewhere else. And I kind of think with Jamez, it's not as much talent, because we know it can chunk the ball as much as it is his character. You can't have your starting quarterback doing the things that he's done. Okay, in college, he messed up. Guys mess up in college. I was in college. You're in college. You mess up. But you can't have this guy doing what he's doing as a professional quarterback, the face of your friend. You can't have him doing let's, this let's eat a W stuff. People are still making fun of him for that. So in my mind, as long as the Bucks continue to be mediocre, they're going to have to make some changes. They're going to try and hang on to him. He was a first-round draft pick. You want to give those guys as much of a chance as you can. But he's got a couple of years here where if he doesn't turn his attitude around and turn this team around, because he's got weapons. He's got Jackson, and he's got Evans, and he's got Howard. He's got weapons. But at some point, you've got to look at why a team is not working. Is it the coach? Okay, no, the coach seems to be okay because their defense is okay and our skill guys in our line are okay. But then the next guy you look at after coaches and coordinators is the quarterback to me. Now, teams want to hang on and give guys a chance as long as they can because of how much money and time they've got invested in him. But I, I wasn't sold on him coming out of Florida State because I like my quarterbacks to have a reputable character. And he did it to himself. It was mistakes when he was in college, but he's still making some mistakes now that he's a professional. And at some point, you got to look at it and say, this is not the guy to lead us. So that's just my standpoint on it. Um, I don't think he's going to get kicked out before Mariota does. No, I think Tampa Bay is a pretty forgiving town. I mean, they put up with Gruden's antics for a while. Yeah, but Gruden also won the Super Bowl. Uh, I, I think that's still Dungy's team. It's Dungy, Dungy Super Bowl. That team. I, I know. It's <laughs> Dungy Super Bowl, but Gruden is going to stand up there. I'm a, I'm a, you know, I'm a, I'm a Super Bowl winner, man, or however it is. Speaking, of, speaking of Gruden, I mean, this is a little side topic. What, what do you think about the way he handled the Khalil Mack situation and Khalil Mack coming out and basically sticking it to the Raiders? <laughs> I um, I didn't believe in Gruden when they hired him. Uh, I said he, he hasn't grown with, foot, with the game of football. When I saw that he was showing them game film from the 70s during training camp, I said, this is dumb. But to be fair, I also said that Herm Edwards at Arizona State wasn't going to be successful and he's 2-0 he's, just yeah. beat Michigan State. So I don't know. <laughs> I, I, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe he turns out to be okay. Um, I just don't know how guys are going to buy into it. I mean, you got to respect a guy who has won a Super Bowl, whether it was his or not. But uh, with all that being said, I don't think he's going to have a lot of success. I don't think he has brought an element that makes this team so much more better than Del Rio had. I think they've lost talent. I mean, it, it's obvious they've lost talent in mm-hmm. Khalil Mack. And I, I don't see this team being better than they were before now. Thank you, Blanks, to Vegas. Yeah. Yeah, because so four is three, four years down the road. Yeah, th- it's a few years. I don't know how long it is. He'll he'll be in Oakland as we'll long see as he wants. They, I mean, they they get two ones and a two, and then a yeah. fifth round pick. 
He'll we be, won't know who won the trade until we see the draft. But. but he'll be in Oakland as long as he wants because I mean, ten years. Al ba- or Mark Davis loves it. Yeah. Mark Davis thinks that he, he thinks that they look. Alike. He thinks they're the same person. And so he's like, hey man, hundred million dollars. You're here. You're my brother. You're here as long as you want to be. I don't care if I go zero and sixteen. He he's not it. Unless he leaves, he'll be there. Um, staying, we're getting the Kansas City Patrick Mahomes debut first start with the Chiefs looked really good. I was surprised by that. I thought that he was going to have a few more struggles. Now it doesn't hurt to be throwing to Tyreek Hill. Oh yeah. But I was surprised. You know, I've got Kareem Hunt on a fantasy team, so I'm going to critique his game. They didn't run the ball very much. He didn't have a lot of 49 yards is all he had. And I figured with a rookie quarterback, no matter – he's got great arm talent. And obviously Andy Reid saw that. That's why I wanted to draft him. But with rookie quarterbacks, you usually see them have more success in their first year starting, throwing the tight ends, and getting the ball on swing passes to running back. Which he he targeted Kelsey – or he got a reception from Kelsey one time. Exactly. I, I, was, I was really surprised by that. I, I was too. Yeah. I thought Kelsey was going to show out in the game. But when you've got Tyreek Hill, I mean – Tyreek's fast. You get it to him, let him run down the field. But Mahomes can also beat you over the top with the throw. I was surprised by his performance. I thought he was going to struggle more than he did. Um, but, hey, congrats to them. I mean, that's all you can say. Congrats to him, and that's a that's a good way to open up the season. Mm-hmm. But to be fair, it was against the Chargers. That The Chargers' defense is not bad, but Joey Bosa wasn't playing. That's true. Joey Bosa plays. That might be a different-looking game. So... Uh, different story in Nashville, though. Titans lose Delaney Walker, broken ankle, out for the year. IR. They lose Marcus Mariota, their left tackle, in the same same half. Yeah, and, it was, it was uh, a rough game. Matt Castle. I think, was it Matt Castle? No. Uh, Blaine, Blaine Gabbert looked horrible. So, <laughs> Has he ever looked good? And Titans. Titans. Carrick Henry had a rough game as well. Yeah, it was like a five-hour, six-hour, seven-hour. Seven yeah, longest game in NFL history. Very ugly game. It was. And as a Titans fan, you know, when they first hired Mike Vrabel, I didn't like it. And then they talked me into it. And now I'm back out on him. The guy wasn't a good defensive coordinator in Houston where he had talent. Um, and he they hired him to be a leader of men, not for his head coaching ability. Um, the offense didn't look good. Marcus Mariota didn't look good. That's why I say Mariota this year for me is the year he shows me, hey, can he make a step forward or is he going to have another bad year? Uh, because he's finally got a coordinator that I think is is competent in Matt LaFleur. I don't think Terry Robisky was. And, look, I can't put a whole lot on this first game. It was seven hours. There were four hours worth of delays in the game. And they're, they're the visitors. So you can't put a whole lot of stock in how the first game went against the Dolphins. I wasn't satisfied with the offense. But, once again, this being my team, I'm going to critique them a lot more than I do some of the other performances. Overall, it's probably best that we just throw this one out and say move on to next week and see how it goes. Because no one's preparing for a seven-hour game. No, so no. You, yeah. Not at all. Cowboys didn't look very good either. Uh, I know they had 60 yards total first half. Dak looked pretty boring. I know I changed the game. Uh, <laughs> they, look, they they did. I mean, it's the truth. Missing yeah. Jason Witten, they just didn't look the same. Cowboys got to they, they gotta figure out something. I mean, to be I mean, America's got, team. Is Dak the guy, like? I don't. Dak has never been a huge arm talent. Yeah. He wasn't in Mississippi State. Um, he had some success that first year, but when you look at the Cowboys, man, I mean, they only gave up 16 points to Cam Newton, and Cam looked okay. I mean, he threw for 161, didn't throw an interception, so that's good for Cam Newton. Uh, yeah, you're right. The Cowboys, they've got to get some things right. Um, when you actually look at it and break it down, um, 
Prescott was sacked six times. Not all those were his fault. Now, some of them were, but not all those were his fault. His biggest problem is, to me, the the loss of Jason Witten hurts because that was his go-to guy. He still plays like a young quarterback. Find the tight end, find the tight end. So he doesn't have his go-to guy. But you also look on the outside, he doesn't have any receivers who can body up corners. He doesn't have a body size of Des Bryant anymore. Whether Des could create separation or not, and he didn't get the ball a lot, he was still a body size that you had to worry about. Now, I mean, who's their biggest receiver? Alan Hearns? Yeah, Cole Beasley had was the same reception. And, and he's yards. tiny. I mean, mm-hmm. yeah, most, just... most of these small corners, you worry more when you're a small guy facing a, a giant like a Corey Davis or, a, you know, a, a giant at, at these wide Mike Evans. You worry about that. You look at what the Dallas Cowboys have at their receiving positions, including the tight end, which we don't know a whole lot about. It's kind of like, who cares? These are just guys. These are averagers. It'd be great with Tom Brady, but here they're just average receivers with an average quarterback. You know, they they had a chance to get Errol Thomas. I don't know if they pulled the trigger. Who, the Cowboys? Yeah. Like, like, here recently? Oh, I know they've been in talks with the Seahawks. Hmm. All right, well, let's move on. Let's talk about the Green Bay-Chicago Bears game. I'll let Peyton start off with this with one. With his team. With his team. <laughs> well, I kind of figured it would happen, honestly. After he came back, and we had a drive to go ahead. I, I mean, I've seen it happen twice last year. One of the games were against the Cowboys. Um, just proved how good Rodgers was. He's, you know, on one leg, he's just so he's like a surgeon out there. I mean, he, I I love the performance from Rodgers, but almost as impressive as that performance, maybe even more profe- impressive was the the performance from Khalil Mack on the defensive side of the ball. Yeah. I mean, usually a defensive player does not impact a game to that level, and for him to come out and do what he did that game, that was absolutely incredible. Yeah, and we got to face him nine more times in the next five years. <laughs> so. Uh, <laughs> We better get some linemen. And yeah. I, I, mean, I don't know why the Packers didn't throw an extra pick in there because we should have. I mean, he proved that he earned that money and he's worth that money. Yeah, didn't so. he, get a, he get a pick six? Yeah. Pick six, strip sack, and uh, forced fumble. I think I read somewhere that his only two interceptions in the NFL are both pick sixes. I may be wrong on that, but. That's efficient. It's definitely yeah. efficient. Yeah. yeah. I mean, here's the question. Is Khalil Mack the best defensive player in football? If he's not, he's if he's up there. Was, he's up there. Him and Aaron Donald. Yeah, I mean, but he's more versatile than Aaron yeah. Donald. He put a hand in the dirt, yeah, he can back up to linebacker. So I'm the kind of guy, when it comes to my sports, I try and look at things from how I would want my team to handle right? Like Julio Jones, for example. If Julio Jones was a Titan, I would say, pay him. He's, he's a top five receiver in football. Um, if Khalil Mack was a Titan, I'd say, pay him. He's the best defensive player in the game. I'm the kind of guy who, if you're the best at what you do, at your position, you deserve the money you get. Maybe on Bell, if he was a Titan and he's a running back, pay it. Pay the guy. Now, obviously, you don't want to sign him to a 10-year, $80 million contract by any stretch, but you still pay the best people at the best positions that are on your team. I don't care what the Raiders got back in that deal. I don't. Because draft picks in, in the NFL could be great, they could be blood. They could get injured in training camp and never be what they were in college. They could tear their ACL and never be what they were. Or they could come out and be great. But I like to have the bird in the hand instead of the two in the bush. That's just me. Pay the best guys, keep them on your team, and make it work. But I don't think him and Green would have ever gotten along the way that that seems to have transpired. I think he needed to go. But I think from the beginning, Gruden should have came in there and said, hey, look, what do we need to do to keep you? What do we have to do to keep you happy? Because that's going to be a big loss for the Raiders, and you're going to see and, it this year. You know, the, the salary cap expands, I believe, $10 million every year. So 
It's not like they're breaking their checkbooks to get the guy. No, I mean he's the best at it. he's the best yeah. in the league at what he does. Why would you not want to pay and keep the best in the league at what he does? That's what football is. You're trying to get the best people at the positions. So he was great. He was great against Chicago, oh, the Green mm-hmm. Bay. Speaking Same. of best players of the position, let's go ahead and talk about the Le'Veon Bell situation. What's your thoughts on that? I know you just said pay him, but do you mess. think do you think at some point See the celebration with James Conner going with the offensive lineman running up into the end zone. Do you think that's a little jab at Le'Veon Bell, or do you think? Well, you know, they have come out and made it known that they're unhappy with Le'Veon Bell. Because, I mean, what, is he getting $17 million on the franchise tag? Mm-hmm. I understand why he wants to be paid, because you want job security. Hey, anybody in a regular day job wants job security. Because you're being a running back in the NFL. Exactly. Your job is not physically taxing, and you still want to know that tomorrow you're not going to walk in there and just be fired. Or you're not going to walk in there and they're not going to pay you what you're worth. But if you're going to be in 400 car crashes a year, which is what a running back is, then you kind of want to get paid for being a crash test dummy. I don't blame him for it. Uh, but I will say this. If James Conner, throughout this holdout of Le'Veon Bell, can continue to put up numbers like he did, Le'Veon at some point will come back because, hey, He's doing my job. I need to audition for another team or something because he set out thinking they can't replace me. And so far, <coughs> it's just one game they have. They've replaced him with James Conner, and it's a lot cheaper for the Steelers. So I don't think it's good for Le'Veon Bell. I still think he's great. I still think he's probably the most talented running back or at least in the conversation for the most talented running back in the NFL. And if he was a Titan, I would want to pay him. Because I've seen him be the best, and he hasn't suffered major injuries that would prevent him from continuing to do that. I mean, looking at the stats we got up on the TV right now, I mean, he got as many attempts in one game as he did all of last season. Yeah. I mean, that that's, I think that's kind of like a jab that they took at Le'Veon Bell. Steelers turned the ball over six times yesterday. I mean, that was a bad game for the Steelers. I mean, to tie the Browns. Browns. That's embarrassing. Hey, hold on now. Don't hate on the Browns. The Browns are going to win eight games this year. The Browns are going to win eight games this year, dude. They've got the pe- The one thing holding the Browns back is their coach. Yeah. They've can. got the pieces, dude. I mean, you've I, watched Hard Knocks, haven't I was, you? Yeah, I've watched piece, bits and pieces. I also watched an entire series called Building the Browns. It was free on YouTube. And uh, Hugh Jackson is the... He, I mean, you see where he says, he's like, I'm the... He's like, he's like I'm the general. He says, my, my say goes. He's like, I appreciate your input, but if I don't agree with it, Todd Haley's going to be the coach week seven. Dude, I if they fire him, I think he will be. But and then he'll put Baker, he'll start Baker. Todd Haley's also a psychopath. Yeah. <laughs> like, do you want a psychopath running your team? Hey, I guess if he helps you win ball games, you do. The Browns just they're just happy they didn't lose. They're not going to go zero sixteen again. So they're feeling about that. Yeah, they're definitely happy with that game okay. time with the Steelers. Might go exactly. fifteen. Yeah. That's the Browns, Steelers. Mm-hmm. Browns, yeah. Do they have New Orleans? I think they have New Orleans next week, don't they? Do you um, think? Me and Peyton were talking about it earlier while Mike's looking this up. Do you think they give Baker a chance to start at a point this season, or do you think it's Tyrod's team as long as? I think it's Tyrod's team until they have no hope. Like we have, we can't, we're not going to win any more games. Just put it. But they're a completely different team as last year. I don't see them being at a point where it's no no hope. hope. Yeah, I don't see them being at no hope either. I think they feel like they can compete. 
Um, when you look at what Tyrod did, I mean, what, 197 yards, one touchdown, one interception. He had a rating of 51.8. Average, maybe below average but game. really, that's what you need. You look at their weapons. I mean, they've got Josh Gordon, who I still say is one of the best receivers. Landry. Um, Landry, who is – he's got hands. I mean, you could throw anything at him. He's going to catch it. And uh, they've also got David Njoku, who people forget about, the tight end. He's really talented at catching the football, too. He's got all kinds of weapons. He's got good running backs behind him and Hyde and Chubb and Duke Johnson Jr. To me, it's kind of like an Aaron Rodgers situation, right? Aaron Rodgers probably could have come in and his second year taken over in Green Bay or his first year taken over for Brett Favre in Green Bay. Maybe pretty good. But you didn't have to because you already had a guy who was getting the job done. And we don't know how much positive impact that had on Aaron Rodgers while he was in Green Bay. Getting to sit behind Brett Favre, getting to learn the offense, getting to still practice and get better each and every week. Why rush Baker when you don't have to? Let him understand what it's like to be in the NFL. Tyrod Taylor's a hard worker. If you watch Hard Knocks, you know. Oh, yeah. First one in the training facility every morning. Exactly. And the last one to leave. If you can instill that mentality, be the hardest worker on the team, in a guy who definitely has the arm talent, which... Look, I, I still don't know if Baker Mayfield's the right guy or not, but that's okay. That, that's beyond me. I, I think they're scratching their heads to not after what Darnold's doing. You think so? Yeah. Trying to figure out what to do. Yeah. But, I mean, Tyrod Taylor, he got the job. Is Baker Mayfield going to win you this ball game? No. I don't think so. I, I don't. Th- I mean, what, point, what, is, what is Baker going to do that Tyrod didn't do in that game? I, I think, I, I honestly, I believe Baker has a stronger arm. <clears throat> Baker has a good arm, and he's accurate. He's extremely accurate. If you look at what Tyrod had... 15 for 40? That ain't going to cut it, man. That's not a good no. completion percentage. That's 37%. No, he's better than that. But Baker, I can guarantee you, Baker has a higher completion like, percentage. And they're Darnold some, is putting it on the 48-17. Holy cow, man. I, I'm blown away by this. I might be back on you on fantasy. <laughs> yeah, is Darnold, is Darnold... You have Lions defense. What is, what's his oh, yeah, I do have the Lions defense. Yeah, I might be losing. 14 of 19 right. with 175, 175 yards. I got, I got Darnold sitting on my bench right now. <laughs> he looks like a psycho, dude. Look yeah, at his eyes. It's like a mad scientist. Yeah, he looks like he wants to murder somebody. Um, another guy looked good, Saquon Barkley. He did look good. Look and good against good. the Jags defense, um, too. Yeah. Uh, I know Miles Jack played at UCLA. He's a linebacker now for the Jags. He said he's the real deal. Oh, definitely. I mean, I got a great running back. Probably one of the best running back talents we've seen in a couple years, but I still think if you're the Giants, yeah, they screwed up. You take, you take Sam, immediately as after bad, Baker was taken, as bad you take as Sam Darnold. Last, I mean, my, we were talking about it earlier. There's nine running backs in this draft class that aren't, they're not as good as Saquon, but they, they don't the, have to be. They, don't, they get the job done. The NFL yeah. is built around your quarterback on offense. If you have a good quarterback and you have a running back, you can pound out 70 to 100 yards a game. You're going to be a very successful football team. Definitely. I think, I mean, you take a look at the Giants. Their biggest problem is not a quarterback for the future. You can find a quarterback. You can look up on one of the draft. They need some offensive linemen, dude. That's where I would have went. They drafted. I they, thought they drafted they, about two. I thought they drafted they a drafted, tackle. They probably they drafted, drafted a, uh, yeah. a guard, and then they signed Nate guard. Solder from yeah. New England. They, I mean, they just – and still, I mean, Saquon had – Saquon got a lot of his yards, if I'm not mistaken, in a few, like, big chunk plays. Like he, he got one big one 60-yard run. Yeah, 60, yard so run. you take that away, you take a 60 or 70-yard run away, he had 40 game. yards. Yeah. He had 40 yards. Why did he have 40 yards? We know what kind of talent he is. It's because there's not holes to block there. I mean, it's not holes for him to run through. You know he's going to hit the holes. He's done it for his college career, and you know he's a good running back. I just – I look at it, and I say, if James Conner can run for 135 with the Steelers – 
I mean, could he not do that for the Giants yeah. if they had a good line? I would think so. So I think I think to me, if you don't have a good offensive line, it doesn't matter what the rest of your football team looks like in the NFL. It it doesn't. It, you can have all the talent in the world. It doesn't matter. Moving on to the last thing we got for the NFL. Um, start with Jordan. Uh, we'll go with the winners and losers for week one. We'll do the winners first. Go around the table. Okay. Teams that teams that had like explain it to me because I want to. Okay. Know. So the winners and losers of week one. So going forward, basically, who do you think showed out week one? That's okay. Gonna okay. Continue I got on you. The season. You want to start with me? Yeah. yeah go ahead. Cleveland. I think the Cleveland Browns are a winner because they didn't lose, and I. And that is a big statement. When you go 0-16 and, and, what is it, 1-31 over the past yeah. two seasons, not losing is a big deal. And some people are going to look at that and be like, well, you didn't win. Yeah, but it's not a loss. I, I think they learned a lot about themselves. I think they got a good quarterback. I say the Cleveland Browns are a winner. I'm going to go with Tampa Bay Bucks. Um, I think whether or not you have Jameis or Fitzpatrick at quarterback, <clears throat> I think Tampa Bay – Something to be excited about. You get off to a great start the season. Um, I do think their one week length is their sec- their secondary, but I mean that that can be fixed. But I think we win about eight nine games this year. I think mm-hmm. it's a yeah. Uh, my winner this week, just looking at the score on this game, is going to be the Jets. <laughs> Definitely looks like they're doing something right with Sam Darnold. He's he's putting it on them forty eight seventeen. Yeah, uh, I agree with you. And Sam, the Jets are the winners. For me, in a very close second, it's Mitchell Trubisky getting Khalil Mack to be on this. Go out there. With Ray Smith helping Mitchell Trubisky's job out a lot. Yeah. Yeah, the the more the the more you have faith in your defense, if you make a mistake, the better you're yeah, you And that's the only reason Bortles is even being like in a, even a quarterback, really. Well to be <laughs> to be fair about Darnold, Darnold's not having too great of a game. I mean he's only hundred and seventy five yards with two TDs and an interception. So I mean that's but, I mean that's that's an I mean, average quarterback first game. Start on the road too. Isaiah Crowell was tearing it up, hundred two yeah. yards, two touchdowns. Mm-hmm. He's on so, Mike's bench. Yeah, yeah. That sucks. Oh, that sucks. <laughs> Changing levels, we're going to go to college. Um, beginning with um, Texas A&M looked very good against Clemson. I was hoping they'd kill it out. But what did you think about the, the call at the end of the game? Fum, they called a touchback, Clemson yeah. ball. You know, it's it's tough. It's rough. And officiating throughout all before, of football's been rough. Before I seen the pylon cam, now I thought it was out of bounds before I seen that. But if you look at the pylon cam, it kind of looked like it may have went over the right side of the pylon. It may have. Um, you know, just to be honest with you, I didn't get to watch as much of that game as I would have liked to, but I will say this. This team, now, you could already tell it after two weeks, is years beyond what they were under Coach Summer. I mean, you look at Arizona, man. He went there. He had a Heisman candidate quarterback in Khalil, Khalil Tate. And they just got destroyed by Houston. There's something wrong with that guy, man. I think the biggest thing that you look at here is if you can get a win and a loss, if you could actually do that, there's no other team who has done that more than Texas A&M against Clemson. Um, you hate it. You hate the you hate the officiating. But hey, look, officiating is not getting any better, and that's a tough job. It's not easy to do. But with replay now, you should be able to get those things right. It. I hate it for Texas A&M, but yeah, as an Auburn fan, I'm more worried about that game. They get another before. chance two weeks in Tuscaloosa. Yeah. Um, I'm guessing since Peyton wrote it up here twice, Peyton's pretty excited about this LSU team this year. Um, we got <laughs> – pre- 
Oh, a little oh. typo up there. Oh, <laughs> uh, another guy that didn't look so great, Dan Mullen, man. Loses a 31 game win streak against Kentucky at home. That's terrible for a Florida, uh, as a Florida, not a Florida fan, but a Florida I actually fan. loved it. I actually loved it because not a big Dan Mullen fan. Um, Why not? You know, <laughs> because he, he can't win the big one. And then what, what college team do you pull for? I'm an Ole Miss fan. So oh, that's okay. why. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> but he's never been able to win the big game. And then now, first game, Florida loses to Kentucky, loses the 31-game streak. I don't know if I'm confident enough in him. Yeah, but to, just, to be fair, you try and be a head coach and win ball games with Felipe Franks. Yeah. I mean, wait till not, he gets it's his not his there. players, but yeah. Wait, wait till he gets his guy. I mean, they're going to struggle this year at times. Felipe Franks is not a great quarterback. He's he's less than average. Um, and look, they Kentucky's got the best running back in the SEC. Not the best all around, but the best rushing, the best just pure running. Benny Snell's the best running in the SEC. Damian Harris is probably the best all-around back, but I'll take Benny Snell over him just handing the ball off and going any day. So, yeah, I mean, you, you hate to see streaks like that come to a to an end if you're a fan of Florida, but I, I like Dan Mullen. I mean, they, hey, he got Mississippi State to number one. They had time. enough talent to beat Kentucky, though. Yeah, they probably did, but they also have Felipe Franks. Like, yeah. I, I can't get off of that, man. At, there's there's some changes. He's trying to put in a new system. He's taking over for – I mean, that, that program was in shambles. Hats off to Bob Stoops. Yeah, you've got to. He's working his tail off over there. You've got to. They've had a few big wins. They beat – who they beat last year that was – that they really shouldn't have? Mike, take that out for us while we move on. Um, Herm Edwards, Arizona State, a big win uh, at home over Michigan State. I know a lot of people didn't see that coming, including me. 2-0 at Yeah, Herm Edwards yeah. looking good. Arizona State got that team in well. shape. It was the Missouri game, I believe, the one year. Or was it South Carolina? Oh. Uh, they beat South Carolina last year? See, they beat. 23-13. And they lost to Florida by yep. one last year. Yeah, too. they beat South Carolina 23-13. They almost beat Ole Miss. Yeah, we beat them on the last play <laughs> last year. Herm Edwards, you know, I said this on the on the radio show when he first got hired. I said, it's not going to work. It's not going to work. But it is. It's working. And we know that Michigan State, now, they may, not win a, they may not win a national championship every year, but Michigan State's going to be in the conversation. I mean, what is it, D'Antonio? D'Antoni? I don't know how you say his name. Coach and Chief from Saban. Yeah. Uh, he's a good coach, man. He is, and he's grumpy. been in Michigan for a while. So a little grumpy. Yeah, he is grumpy. <laughs> um, but you got to be. Saban's always grumpy. Is, yeah. <laughs> Staying in the SEC East, can anyone challenge Georgia in the East? Because I don't believe it. I don't see it. I said it preseason. I said South Carolina's pretenders. I don't see them playing it. I think Georgia. Oh. Bingo. South Carolina's a fraud, dude. I've said, I said that from SEC media days to now. They're a fraud. But they won. The, half the games they won last year was by like three points, dude. Are you South Carolina? No, no, no. I just Mike, 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 I, I did not hype South Carolina, South Carolina but I said they would be second or third in the team. East. Yeah, That's I all I said. They might still end up third in yes. the East because the East is trash, but third in the East is not competing for the East. I'm yes, I, I do not think I just, I just at all they're I don't anywhere think, close to Georgia. I think Missouri's second best team in the East, and no one will challenge them. They will see Alabama in December and Atlanta, and then they'll both go to the National Championship. Georgia? It's going to be the same four teams. 
Clemson, yeah. Bama, Oklahoma, and Georgia. You don't think Georgia sees I don't know, dude. I don't know if Clemson's got made. Oklahoma looks good. What, what's the rest of their schedule looking like? I see. That's a good Michael, question. Week, Michael, week four, Clemson's getting upset. I already told you. Georgia Murray's Tech. got nothing to lose. Yeah. <laughs> Georgia Tech. Colin Murray's got nothing Get to lose. Get out of here. He's going to play baseball in four months, and he's going to try to win the next like, before he leaves I don't college. see any team on here that's going to give them a, any shot. I mean, they yeah, got I mean, like. Florida State's horrible, man. They look. Florida like State is awful. Trash, man. All we can hope for. Like South Carolina, maybe that's about it. All we can hope for is South Carolina beats them, and Louisville finds some way to put up more points than them. But Louisville did not look great against Alabama, but that's also Alabama. You know, that's not. They're not going to face that cow- until they face Clemson again. Yeah, Clemson may get there, man. They may do it. Clemson's um, D line is arguably the best in the country. Man. It is. It's arguably the best. It's first or second best football program in the country. Dabo, they're going to be there, Jordan. I think they are. I don't. I don't want them to be though. I don't, I don't either, want entirely. them to be there. But you're you're probably right. I mean, and then they're switching out Kelly Bryant and Trevor Lawrence. It's just dangerous. Trevor Lawrence. He made some big throws. A lot of people were talking. Even though Trevor Lawrence was rated higher coming out of high school than Justin Fields, I think a, a lot of people are. I think he may be better. A lot of people are now agreeing with the consensus that Trevor Lawrence is a better quarterback. He's, I mean, I went and saw him play in high school. I played my freshman year baseball up in Cartersville at a junior college and. Coach told us about some kid. If we like high school football, go check him out. So a bunch of those guys went over there. He threw for like 450 yards that game. I mean, right. it was it was insane. It's the gr- best performance high school football I've seen in person. They After that, I've been high him. on him. They say nothing shakes him. Really? He doesn't like get affected by anything. It'll be interesting to see. And then stepping up in the Kyle field. Yeah. First. Yeah, that's a tough. That's a tough play. It's, it's like the. Third It'll be interesting to see if if Kelly Bryant struggles, how quick they decide to go with him. Like full time, I don't know that they will. But is he a better talent than Kelly Bryant? I think most people agree. I think right? Kelly Bryant needs to get Jalen Hurts' number, and they need to both link up. Get, they need to link up and um, talk about their woes. Exactly. <laughs> Dude, if I was, by the way, if I was Jalen Hurts, I don't know why in the world he's still there. He's gonna burn his. They're gonna burn his red shirt this year. He's not gonna yeah, be an outtake next year. No. And that's what Stephen A. Smith was saying. He was like, he's like, we we know you're a good young man. He says, we know you, you love this Alabama program up until this year. We know you have respect for Nick Saban. M- might have faltered a little bit of the way that he treated you, but don't let him burn your future career just yeah, because you're afraid to make a move in front of these fans. If, if, if I'm Jalen Hurts and he asks me to go in and hand the ball off? No. Like, who who is benefiting from him playing? Yeah. Put Mac Jones in. Mac Jones does just as good in this game as Jalen Hurts does. Exactly. I mean, that that was a move. I think, I honestly, I think I've lost a lot of respect for Saban this offseason, especially his comment at the reporter and everything. I think Saban's starting to buy into his God complex. I think that Saban might, I don't, maybe not purposely burn his red shirt, but I think Saban might just do something to show Jalen Hurts that. He's, I think Saban's still in the back of his head. Saban doesn't forget anything. He remembers the comments Jalen Hurts made to the media that was that he didn't give him, I guess, approval to make. I don't think Saban handled this situation well at all. He should not have played against Arkansas State. You know, at one point in time I said that Saban doesn't care about Jalen Hurts. If he did, he would have talked to him after the game. That's entire. That's what Jalen Hurts is coming for about, hey, nobody's talked to me about where, I'm, where I stand. And I think he owes him that. I mean, the guy started 26-2 for Exactly. You. I mean, he was a good player for you and did yeah, really like, well for you. I mean, if you're going to burn – I know he gets four games, but if you're going to burn his games, play him against A&M and Ole Miss and – If you if you need to get two all these – You shouldn't be playing him at all. LSU. That's the thing. No, but to be fair, Jalen should realize I need to go. Yes, he yeah. should already been gone by now. Yeah, yeah. Where do you think he winds up? Just curious. LSU. 
Well, I don't know. I mean, look. LSU, A&M. From the landscape of things, from the what? landscape of things, Jalen Hurts is not a good quarterback. He's okay at best. And he also played for Alabama. I mean, look at how many guys won national championships there who were probably better arm talents in the system Saban wants to run than Jalen Hurts. A lot of guys. A lot of guys. So, when you look at Jalen Hurts, if he wants to stick at quarterback, he needs to go somewhere like FAU. I know they've got a few other guys there, but he and Coach Kiffin have a good relationship. He played well under Kiffin that first year, and I think that's where he's best suited. I, he's not going to play quarterback at the next level. Yeah. He's just simply not. He did have an impressive throw against Arkansas State, but who's it against? Arkansas State. So, to me, he's going to do better to go to a, a lesser-name program than something in the SEC. Maybe he could go to um, to LSU, but when you look at what LSU wants to do, they want an accurate passer who can make some reads. I know a lot. I was watching, um, I believe it was in an Athlon Sports magazine, or it might have been on their YouTube system or something. A lot of the NFL scouts say they would actually be interested to see him run at the running back level because they say he sees the holes pretty well, and that's his first instinct is to run. Yeah. And... But the um, thing is, he's not going—he's not going to be a running back in Alabama. No, and that's the thing is, I think Paul—I Paul, think Paul Johnson needs to reach out to him if he—if he—if if Hurts is serious about playing professional football and he wants to play quarterback at the college level and still show what kind of runner he is. I mean, Paul Johnson is quarterbacks are known for getting job offers in the and NFL running at running backs. Yeah. I mean. I mean, Georgia Tech is going to let him run the football. They're going to give him a chance to let his legs shine. And I think that helps Georgia Tech, too, because I, he's not a good thrower, but he's a better thrower than Taquan Marshall, and he can still air it out if needed be. And he's a good leader. He's a good yeah. leader, too. There, I mean, Navy, any of the – I didn't thought about going to an option offense. Now, of course, Navy comes with a lot of other responsibilities. But an option offense for him to play quarterback wouldn't be bad at all. It wouldn't be a bad option. That's the best – And he's still in a big-time conference. Yeah, that is the best – that's the best solution that I've heard. That's a good. That's a good way to put it. I like. I'm gonna steal that from you. I'm gonna steal it. Um, we'll get we'll get into the uh, games coming up this weekend. Make some picks or something. Uh, Notre Dame and Vandy. I don't think it's been see it's been very lopsided. Notre Dame. Fifteen point spread. Yeah. I, I honestly see Notre Dame blowing that spread out of the water. It'll be a good test for Vandy, obviously. Um, I think Vandy believes they're improved over last year, but what they start last year, 3-0 and before they ran into Alabama. Mm-hmm. Um, Vandy's not a bad football team in a conference outside of the SEC, but they're in the SEC. And, look, I, I think Notre Dame probably blows that spread out, too. I would like to know what the over-under is in that one, um, just just for interesting, you know, interest purposes. But, I mean, Vandy might, may put up a better fight than we're thinking. I mean, that defense – does look a little bit improved. So, look, I hate Brian Kelly. Anytime he loses, I'm happy with Oh, yeah, him. I'm definitely going for Vandy in yeah. this game. Yeah, I, I may actually watch this game. just <laughs> – I might hate watch Brian Kelly. <laughs> Something a little more competitive. Uh, West Virginia at North Carolina State. Three-and-a-half spread on West Virginia. I, mean, I like West Virginia in the game, but – What was that – the final score in the Tennessee game? Did, did they end up – They beat them, beat them like – two. Was it that bad? It was. A, it was a pretty bad blowout. It wasn't. It wasn't close. Yeah. I mean, to me, 44-10. I'm surprised that that spread is that close 
Um, is this one in NC State? I think it is. That's it, probably one. That's probably because really you're looking at a five point spread, a neutral site game. Obviously, my first reaction is Will Greer's gonna go in there and light that place up. Yeah, that's what I think too. I think Will Greer's a really good. I know who wishes they had Will, Will Greer. Uh, Florida. Damn Molly. <laughs> yeah, Damn so, Molly. the Gators. Um, then it'll be a different story than they had Beacon Kentucky. Yeah, yeah, they might have. They had a quarterback. They would have. They had Will Greer. I think they. Oh, uh-huh. one of the wins. better games of the, of the weekend. LSU with hosting Auburn in Death Valley, nine and a half Auburn. I think not, I think Auburn wins this game. Uh, I think it's five nine and a half. I think so. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. I think I, it'll be a close game. Well, actually, Auburn is hosting this one. Auburn's hosting LSU in this okay. one. Okay. They okay, that, change, last that year. changes That's best. why that line is as... Is, is, yeah, I was wondering why it was a nine-and-a-half spread. Yeah. At, I'd say, they don't believe that much in Auburn. <laughs> I'd say people give a lot of respect to the mysterious things that happen in Death Valley. They do. It, you know, I want to see... I'm an Auburn fan. I want to see two things from this game from Auburn. Can they establish the run with one guy? I don't want to see 15 guys. I mean, if they use Cam Martin and Booby Whitlow, Okay. But use one of those guys more heavily than the other. And it's looking like Booby Whitlow's the guy. He's had a lot more success than Cam Martin has. So I want to see if they can run the ball. First off, hold on to it. Don't fumble it five times. Can they move the ball against a, a – I don't know if LSU's the toughest defense they've seen because they have played Washington. But, I mean, maybe they are better. I don't know. They've got Devin White and Greedy Williams. So they've got some, some good pieces there. But I want to see if they can move the football. And I want to see if they can get pressure on Joe Burrow. Miami, I mean, maybe they got pressure at times, but for the most part, it was Brochette's game. But Joe Burrow didn't have a bad game. He's a game manager. To me, he's like Danny Etling with a little bit more talent. So if you can get pressure, if you can get pressure on Danny Etling and him throw it away, you could probably get pressure on Joe Burrow. So I think this game is going to be more interesting than any of the other games we've seen in the trenches. Because Auburn likes to run the ball. LSU likes to run the ball. They both believe in their front seven. It's going to be a lot of fun to watch. Whichever team can establish the run is going to be the team that wins. That's just how I look at it. But you look at the quarterback battle. I mean, you got to give got to give that nod to Stidham, right? Yeah, for sure. So, and the wide receivers, maybe you give that nod to Auburn. Maybe it's maybe it's LSU because Giles was really good last year. I don't know. But whoever can establish the run wins this ball game. Uh, next game, uh, the Tide give on the road us, in Oxford. I'm not picking this game till Friday. Y'all got it. I know, <laughs> I know, Faye, you've been talking about no, this one for no. He's been saying he's going to give me hell all week. I'm not picking this game till Friday, so you guys got it. I will say this. I will say this. Uh, we're very physical. Receivers are very physical. Alabama's going to have a tough time. I'll, ta- I'll take it away from you. And Jordan Tomu is going to light the place up. Ole Miss now, is pr- I'm not saying that we're going to stop Alabama at all. By no means I'm saying we're going to stop but you're Alabama or beat on. Alabama. But stop we, stop are, Illinois. we are really going to expose the defense. And they're not – They're not going to expose the secondary. The secondary. Yeah. They're, they're not as good as they have been the past few years, and I like that because I, I like to I, – I like to compare this game to two years ago when Chad Kelly was – at Ole Miss, because we, we had Laquan Treadwell, we had big physical receivers that uh, Quincy Attaboy Joe, that Bama really had no answer for. Um, and then AJ Brown, we probably got the is probably the best receiver in the country. But I, I I'm not picking the game until Friday. I, Alabama probably comes out victorious. I I think it I see it being a whole lot closer than what most people are thinking. I think the one thing you can guarantee is going to be high scoring. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, Ole Miss has proven that they can score the football. And especially we're gonna since, have, yeah, since we're gonna Tamu, have to keep up with them. T- Tamu has proven that he can throw the football. I mean, 
everyone's in a consensus that Ole Miss has one of, if not the best wide receiver cores in the country. Oh, it's definitely. the best. Yeah, it's the definitely it's best definitely receiver. Best. I mean, yeah, I mean. Hey, last last weekend we had uh, Tommy threw for 520 yards. And then a lot of you, and, and, and your coaching staff has even said y'all have, a, what's the what's the sophomore's name that people think that could be, want to be a more talented than Oh, yeah, DK, Ma- DK Metcalf, it, is very good. I don't know. If he's I don't know a, if he's better than AJ. But dude, he's a Metcalf he's is bigger than he's Metcalf's a, grown a man. lot bigger. He's a grown man. Dude. He's the guy that you throw the fade to. I say he's kind of a he's kind AJ of a Mike Evans, field. Julio Jones build. Yeah. yeah, he's huge. He's huge, and he got and a lot bigger. They uh, good story about this. AJ and DK were actually rivals in high school. Oh yeah, really? Played against each other. They played it, and they played on the same team against each other in the Alabama Mississippi Mississippi All Star game. I just watched it. It was a pretty good game. Oh, but getting out of that one, Ohio State and TCU could be a good one. Uh, Urban's last game being suspended. So, uh, TCU, think they got a chance, Jordan? I think TCU always has a chance. Um, Gary Patterson? Yeah. He's one of the only teams in the – one of the only coaches in the Big 12 that plays defense. Um, When you look at teams who might come into the SEC one day, I think TCU might have a good shot at being considered. As a team that comes in, um, look, Hankins has looked pretty good for Ohio State through the first couple. Ohio State's looked good. Yeah, they're really good. They're young though. But they they had a real talent. Like a team they played that well though. Like, and they're only going to get better too. Yeah. They played Rutgers last week. Was that right? I believe so. Yeah. They may have. Um, look, I, I think this will be an interesting game. I don't know how close it'll be. I want I want to part of me wants to believe in TCU, but I don't know how much of that is because I don't want Ohio State to yeah. win versus what I actually think. Really, if I'm just looking at it from the surface, these two teams on paper without names above them, Ohio State. Yeah. I think Ohio State goes unfeed until Wisconsin. And that's their test. Think they lose to Wisconsin? Did, oh, I don't know. We'll look ahead. It, it's gonna be a game. <laughs> oh, that, which do they play them in the season? I don't know if they do. I know it'll be in the Big Ten Championship if they don't. I don't know. We can look it up. Paul State oh. never really has that tough of a schedule. Mm. Let's say they've got TCU. They've got Penn State. They're going to Penn State. Mm. Well, that could be something. Uh, um, let's say they've got Nebraska. Nebraska looked good Saturday. Um, yeah, they did. Scott I like Frost. Scott Frost. But they don't have Wisconsin in the regular season. Yeah, the championship game. Yeah. Michigan. All right. Shea Patterson. <laughs> I kind of like that he lost. I don't think I don't think Shea Patterson would have been the quarterback this year at Ole Miss, even if he was still there. I don't know either. I I, I really don't. I like Jordan Tomu, dude. Uh, his story is really cool yeah. when you go back and look at his story. But it doesn't hurt that he's throwing to the guys he's throwing to either. And this is I think Peyton brought this up. Saturday's gonna be the first time is it in college football history, or SEC football history, that two Hawaiian quarterbacks will be. Oh, too. Dude, I'm excited for this Bama Ole Miss game. Everybody thinks it's going to be just a blowout. Like, Mike is the biggest one about it. Like, <laughs> I don't think it'll be a blowout. Ole Miss has no chance, but I think this is going to be a very, very good game. Yeah. I mean, that secondary for Alabama hasn't been tested yet. What's the schedule? What, what, what's the record either. the last three years versus Bama? Two and one. Two and one. I mean, they can never count them out. Last year, I mean, last year, we had no chance against anyone. No one wanted to play anyway. That's, that's going to be the problem. This is going to be an offensive game. It's yeah. 100% good. Because if Ole Miss is going to win the game, Literally, all you have to do is keep up with them. Ole Miss is going to move the ball and score. Yeah. They're going to move the ball and score. Their defense could not stop the four of us, but their offense can move <coughs> the ball. The question is, can Ole Miss come up with one big defensive play? 
that changes the course. And their game. offense not make best, a mistake. Yeah. And our best co- cover corner, man, screwed his knee up against Texas Tech. But you also got to think, I mean, Bama's secondary, it's not bad, but it's not it's what not, Bama's like, accustomed to not, at secondary. Yeah, they don't have a make it's not Patrick or Landon Collins in, mm-hmm. in the safety And this is a bad game. team to be playing with a weakened secondary. A lot of people are picking Ole Miss to win. I, I know three people would pick. Barry's What's the spread on it? 22. Oh, dude, I'm going Ole Miss all day on that. Yeah. I'm going, I don't think it'll be that big of a deal. I want to see the over-under in that one. Like, if the over-under is like 40 points, like I'm putting $6,000 down on the <laughs> over. I don't gamble, but if I would, 100% you think, I'd put it on the over. Do you think Tua goes in and struggles? No. no. Not against no. that Ole Miss defense. No. And like Tua we were talking doesn't. about Trevor Lawrence, I mean, Tua was made to play big-time football. I mean, he's just got, he's just got that – that zone that elite athletes go into where nothing phases them. I mean, you may pick him off, but he's just going to be right back out say, there. Other than Jordan Hare, in the last four years, Bama doesn't play good there. Involved him away. Did that Jordan Hare this year? What are you talking about? No, I'm talking about other than Jordan Hare Stadium, involved him away. Don't worry, Stadium doesn't, doesn't, doesn't oh, play yeah. very well. They haven't. Yeah, see, like teams like LSU match up well because they like to do the same thing, and you can't out you can't out Alabama, Alabama, but you can out throw Alabama. You can out quarterback Alabama, but the problem is this year you're not going to out quarterback Alabama. It should be a fun ball game, dude. Do you I, think this is the best offense Bama's had in the last twenty years? I think so, and I think their offense is a strong suit. I think their defense is their their weak point. It's got to be right. I mean, that's that's a weird sentence saying for Alabama. It is, but you look, they've got a guy in Damian Harris who has a chance to be another thousand yard rusher. They've got Najee Harris, who I've said from the day he stepped on campus has the talent to be the best running back in Alabama history. They've got the best quarterback that they've had in the Saban era, without a doubt, into a tackle Their receiving core, which is what I thought might be their offensive. That in the offensive line, I thought that their receiving core might struggle. They haven't. Jerry Judy looks like Leo Jones, Calvin Ridley. Their offensive line has played okay, but to be fair, they haven't really been tested yet. I mean, Louisville had a few plays here and there, but for the most part, they haven't been tested all that much. Their defense is their big question mark. So I think it's safe to say that this is they have the best offensive talent all the way around. Maybe they've had better players at individual positions, but their receiving core is solid. Their running back room is solid. Their quarterback is solid. So overall, this is this is going to be it's going to be special. Um, USC and Texas, uh, the late night game. Um, USC 0 and 2. They're still 22 in the nation. I'm favored in this game. Crazy to me. And Texas lost to. Uh, they lost in Maryland. Did they? I assume they won last week. But um, USC's looked garbage without Sam Darnold. Um, they have, and you know, you look at this matchup. Starting a true freshman. Yeah, they are. And look, he's a true freshman, but he's he's not. What is he? Nineteen. Yeah. I mean, he he got like I call it redshirted when you get held back a year or something. So he got like redshirted in school. So he is a true freshman, but he's an older guy. I mean, he's probably the age of like a lot of the sophomores there. So, I mean, look, I don't know who wins it. Is it in Texas or is it in Texas? It's in Texas. It's in Texas. I mean, the spread is minus three. Home field advantage is what? Worth two points? Yeah. So, really, I don't know. That's just a straight bet. That's just yeah, a it's really, it's it. really a, it's really a pick em. It really is a pick em. You got to stay away from those, man. I, would, I, would, I don't know. I, I don't, for some reason, I don't like Tom Herman. And Clay Helton's an Auburn guy, so I guess I'll go with USC in that one. I, I, I guess I like USC. I don't know that they'll win, but I just, I don't know. 
Herman hasn't he hasn't impressed me in Texas. Um, let's do a go around. Let's give our picks. Give me one NFL player and one college player that really impressed you. Okay. Week one NFL. Start us off. I'll start us off. I'm gonna go. Of course, Fitz Magic, and then I'm gonna go Blake Barnett. I mean, that was he he back into the public spotlight. I mean, big win. I mean, it's not a very good Georgia Tech team. Not a very good Georgia Tech team, but it looks like he finally found a home after his four college tour that he can sit at and play quarterback. I mean, just got married, has a kid. His wife, being a professional surfer, is gonna love it in Tampa, but. I think, I think he's gonna have a, two good years there, and I think he maybe not doesn't get drafted, but I think he does get signed to the chance to play in the NFL. I mean, this is a guy we were talking about as potentially like the Bryce Harper of quarterback prospects coming out of high school. I mean, under, he had two plays in the All American game and threw for 180 yards both in two plays. I mean, it was absolutely ridiculous. But after the whole. Alabama thing he just kind of went on the slide he's been a pretty selfish player doesn't really want to compete he wants everything given to him but he showed up to USF said that he wanted to compete for the job and won it I guess showed that he earned it so I mean I guess there's something to keep an eye on is Blake Barnett in USF alright mine uh, so we're going NFL and college give you an NFL and a college player NFL I'm sorry Peyton but I'm, I'm going Rodgers because that was that was a great performance, going down and then coming back from a 20-point 20, 20 deficit. Like, he was throwing it off one foot, like, the entire game. And then my college is going to be Bryce Love. That first game, he struggled. Everyone was wondering if he's still going to be in that Heisman talk, and he, he came out and had a show against USC. Um, I'm going to go with Benny Snell from Kentucky with my college player. And then NFL player uh, – Khalil Mack looked very good. Looked like the Raiders are made the worst decision possible. <laughs> so uh, those are my two picks. All right. Um, I guess I'm going to cheat a little bit here. Uh, I guess for me, I'll go with the NFL first. Um, Pat Mahomes impressed me. He really did. Uh, I, I truly expected him to struggle. It didn't matter who they played. First, I guess it's his sec- second start. I think he started one game last yeah. year. But really, his first time as a full-time starter. Um, he impressed me, and so I will go with him for the NFL as well as Adrian Peterson. And the reason is, nobody thought all day could do that anymore. Now, he did it on, what, 27 carries? He only had like a 3.9 yards per 3.3. I don't know how much his yards per carry were. Yeah, it's 100 touchdowns. That's a lot of workload for a guy who's seen that many seasons exactly. in the NFL. Exactly. But if you're the Redskins and, and you sign him, if you want to run the ball, why not run the crap out of him, dude? You're not going to keep this guy for four years. If you want to give it to him 30 times, as long as he keeps putting up decent games, do it. Like, he, you're not betting on him for the future. You've got him for right That's now. That's a Hall of Fame running back. Exactly. So use him up. And I know that's horrible because I, I try and be on the player side of things. But don't expect to go in there and get 15 carries. Like, if you want it 30 times, guess what, big boy? We're going to give it to you 30 times. And if you stop producing, we'll find somebody else who can carry it 30 times. So those are my two NFL guys. For me, when I look at the college landscape, I was impressed with Kellen Mond. I know they lost to Clemson. But when you think about Kellen Mond last year under Kevin Sumlin and how he really lost his starting job to Nick Starkle at the end of the year, to come out against a Clemson defense, he threw 430 yards, three touchdowns, and no interceptions. I know they lost. I know they did. But that's against one of the best front fours in 
all of college football, if not the best run for in all of college football. And he stood up there like a champ, man. And when you look at what he did, 23 for thir- 23 for 40, he threw it a lot. His completion percentage isn't great, but he still had a 172.5 rating. I was impressed with Kellamont. I really was. Um, That's all we got for today. Running out of time. Uh, we'll get back with you a few more times this week, including Friday. We'll get a preview of the college football games again. I'll I'll make my Ole Miss benefit. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, so, Jordan, for being on the yeah, show. Thank you, Jordan. Jordan if you want to tell him, this is he's from Fox Sports Shoals. If you want to tell him what time your station, your show airs. Yeah, now. I'm on. Uh, I'm on with a guy named Chuck Chuck Hammer, and we're on uh, Monday through Friday. Uh, we start at four. Now it's the the schedule changes. It's four to six on Monday and four to five the rest of. Tuesday through Thursday, and then we're off on Friday for high school football. But um, you can check us out there, and we've got a lot of cool stuff. If you're a college football fan, Chuck Oliver comes on it too. So just check it out, man. Awesome. And as, it, as always, you can follow us on Twitter at Showbuzz Sports One. Thanks for listening.